the clock is ticking. We are barely six months from the 18th Lok Sabha elections. Modi ji, three hundred se jada seaton ke saath desh ke pradhan mantri bankar tisri baar. This is a time when the eyes of the entire world will be on its largest democracy. Government figures say that there are about 94.5 crore registered Indian voters as of January 2023. This means 3.3 crore new voters have been added since the last general elections held in 2019. Meaning, the scale of the upcoming Lok Sabha elections is going to be bigger. than ever before and with a quarter of the country's population aged between 15 and 29 the young indian voter is critical to which way the winds of its franchise battle blow indian elections can be compared to a bollywood movie the whole campaigning period is full of action drama and even melodrama there is thrill There is nail-biting suspense, and all of it is complemented by dhol and nagara beats in the background. But there is tremendous amounts of intricate planning behind these run-ups. Indian elections are a complex mix of sociology, maths, history, demographics, behavioral economics, and tons and tons of data. and the planning of them has become a very exciting career opportunity for india's youth enter political consultants these are young professionals from the country's best harvesting grounds the iits iims isps many of them have pivoted from big tech companies like google e-commerce giants such as amazon the world's biggest consulting firms like mckinsey from social media management to scheduling rallies to analyzing vote banks to even formulation of speeches these young turks are overhauling the way elections are fought in india they are the new age chanakyas who with the politically correct strategies help wanna be mps and mlas or chandragupt mauryas win the hearts of the masses In this episode, the Chanakyas themselves tell us how they are laying out strategies for the battleground 2024. I speak to Pratik Jain of IPAC, one of the largest political consultancy firms in India, a second leading consultant who did not want to be named, an engineer turned political strategist who shares his insights on ground realities and ropes of the trade. We also have CL Manoj ET's senior editor telling us how the face of elections is changing in India and my colleague Rika Bhattacharya whose brilliant story capturing this trend triggered this episode there's lots coming up listen on it's thursday the 5th of october i'm your new host prachi varma and you're listening to the young chanakyas of elections 2024 on the morning thing
over the past two to three months, we've been hearing about you know significant increase in demand for youngsters who have a background in uh, you know subjects like public policy, political science, and you know youngsters with proficiency in vernacular languages, and uh, you know people who have creative writing skills in vernacular languages. And a lot of this demand seems to be coming from uh, you know tier two, tier three, tier four towns and cities, and with a clear slant towards rural India. That's my colleague Rika Bhattacharya, who's been covering the career and jobs market for twenty years now. She recently wrote about how political consulting firms are attracting talent from campuses ahead of the elections. I spoke to her on what triggered her to do this story in the first place and the kind of hiring happening ahead of the Lok Sabha elections. You know, there were some of these advertisements which I came across that also emanated from research outfits or captive agencies of political parties who were looking to recruit young grads, you know, bearing similar profiles that I spoke of just now and in considerable large numbers. So that's when we started talking to political consultancies as well as politicians and party spokespersons. And we realized that it is indeed a palpable trend because the direct employment ecosystem for elections in India is fairly large, you know, be it the general elections or uh, the state elections. Now, if you take an eagle's view, this trend uh, kind of demonstrates how elections have transformed in India. You know, 30 years ago, you would see these large election rallies, thunderous speeches and dusty helicopter landings. Now, while that happens even now, the new addition we have to the, you know, if we can call it this festival called elections, is the need to have an unmissable presence in the virtual world. That is the social media. And it also tells you the incursion that technology and data have made into this age-old democratic process where the population is diced and sliced and, you know, messages are drawn on the basis of the targeted group selected. So, yes, it is a thriving industry, a thriving market. Yeah, while I would reserve my judgment on what the future prospects are for these political hires, but, yeah, it's a great entry in their resumes. How big is the market of political consultants right now? Just how many players are we roughly talking about and how many do you think uh, this sector would be employing currently? So as far as the number of players are concerned, you know, there are about a rough estimate of more than a dozen of these, you know, large and mid-sized political consultancies. These are could be uh, both party affiliated agencies or independent political consultants, apart from many other smaller outfits who could possibly be working for, you know, thousands of politicians. Uh, contesting the elections. Yeah, like you said, IPAC is one of them. Then you have others such as, you know, uh, Varahe Analytics, and then Inclusive Minds, Nation with Namo, and several other such small and mid-sized firms. And as far as how many people uh, it could potentially employ, uh, so a very modest estimate, I would say, would be around twenty to 30,000 people. But there could be thousands of others who could potentially find employment in uh, policy-related consulting in the months ahead because we are talking about across the country. And it's a mix of jobs that are permanent roles, temp positions, and, and fellowships. This is indeed a thriving market, attracting young talent from campuses all over the country. After all, who wouldn't want to flaunt their CVs and call themselves political game changers of the world's largest democracy? 
Is it not exciting to work for the world's leading political parties in terms of scale? If even it means working behind the scenes. But when did these firms come into the picture first? When did this trend of political consulting kick off? How did this spring up? In his book, Building a Business of Politics, Adam Scheingate traces the first political consultants to as early as the 1920s and 1930s. He talks about the strategists and media specialists of the 1970s who transformed the political campaigns into highly profitable businesses. Over the years, it's become a massively lucrative business in the West. An article from John Hopkins University said more than half of the $6 billion spent in the 2012 elections went to the consultants who controlled virtually every aspect of the campaigns. Right from polling, fundraising and media to more novel techniques of social media and micro-tactics. The article said, and I quote, These consultants play a central role in political campaigns, determining not only how the public sees politicians, but also how politicians see the public. According to media reports, Future Forward, the Political Action Committee for Joe Biden is planning a $13 million media blitzkrieg for him. India was at least three decades late in recognizing the potential of these planners. Here's my colleague CL Manoj. I would uh, say that this is mostly a post-2004 phenomenon, mostly after Mr. Prashant Kishore played a role. And more importantly, he has really marketed himself and sold himself as a campaign biscuit. So after the 2014 election, Prashant um, Kishore and his uh, APAC had uh, entered into contract with many regional politicians. After that, uh, there are other people who probably took note of this and wanted a career in that. So obviously, yes, election campaigns are becoming beyond politicians. Uh, there are professionals who are entering the campaign in a big way, trying to help out the politicians or trying to sell them the ideas that they can make a big difference in the campaign. So they are all, as you said, uh, trying to get a space and as much they try to bag as much space in the backstage of political parties' election campaign. Manoj, what explains the growth in the popularity of these uh, new age political consultants? I find that these professionals have an easy way with the new generation politicians because most of the system, the real typical politicians, they think that they are uh, with the politician people uh, 24 by 7 and they have an idea how to deal with them. And there is a generational uh, difference in the attitude of the elder generation and the younger one. Younger one may be spending more time with the people only around the election time. Otherwise, they will be more comfortable in the boardrooms like situation. Whereas uh, the traditional politician, by and large, remain very confident about themselves, quite suspicious about these professionals, or they look at these professionals as people try to steal their thunder and marketing. So, do you see their role and relevance growing? 
Yes, they will continue to get the largest space in politics. Politics today is a very big industry. There is a lot of resources, so they can spend on people. They can spend on what they call a new style of campaigning and all. And also these professionals are reaching out because they also know that there is a lot of money spent in uh, politics. So for them, uh, this is also a lucrative profession. So there is going to be a lot of elections in the coming months. Five states are going to election by November, December. Then, of course, the grand Lok Sabha election is coming. So this so-called new campaign industry, these professionals are selling, they are going to thrive in coming months in the elections. Let us now hear from New Age Chanakyas, a political consultants themselves, who are actually on top of and deep into this space. Here is Pratik from IPAC. With him is the second political consultant, whom I address as Rahul at his behest. And there's Bikramjit, the consultant from McKinsey, that pivoted to political strategizing. So, Pradeek, why don't you begin first uh, by telling us about yourself and your journey? I uh, did my B.Tech from IIT Bombay, post which I worked with Deloitte for around one, one and a half years and then joined this group called Citizens for Accountable Governance as a founding member, where we worked for Mr. Modi for his 2014 election campaign. Post that, I co-founded this uh, organization called IPAC, along with two other colleagues of mine. We've done election campaigns in Bihar for Mr. Nitish Kumar, then UP and Punjab for Congress. Punjab was for Captain Amrinder Singh, then uh, Andhra Pradesh for Mr. Jagan Mohan Reddy. From there, I came to Calcutta in 2019 for the election campaign for TMC for the 2021 Assembly elections. Post the Bengal victory, I worked on uh, expanding a TMC out of Bengal and we did the full Meghalaya campaign for the state of Meghalaya for TMC. Post that, uh, which ended in March, we came back to Calcutta. I'm back in Calcutta and I'm working closely for the 2024 Lok Sabha election campaign for TMC. Rahul, let me come to you now. What is your platform all about? So when we started, the idea was to provide a platform for young professionals to be a part of uh, the polity of the nation. There's not a lot of avenues to do that as such, unless you're, of course, from a political background. So the organization was started uh, about 10 years ago, primarily to work with political parties, pre-poll, specifically with election management, to try and bring up a new method of conducting campaigns. There was a lot of advancement that's done in the West that hadn't really percolated into India And only 10 years ago was when social media started to play a really active role. So everybody wants to contribute in some way or the other towards nation building as such, at least from a utopian thought. And the only avenues right now are going through a really, really difficult civil services examination. Right, So there's not a lot of other meaningful avenues to create impact uh, in the public sector otherwise. So this was a hope towards that to provide a platform for people to do exactly that. So roughly about how many elections would you have handled in all? So I'd say about 15 to 16, varying degrees of involvement. So Pratik, tell me a little more about what IPAC does. So we are a political advocacy group, which is in a way ideologically agnostic. So we are not aligned to a specific ideology, but we work in election campaigns. 
So for a particular political party in a particular geography, if they want help with respect to election campaigns, we help them. We design an end-to-end campaign, strategize and execute in all fields, whatever you can think of, which is required for winning elections. What do you mean when you say end-to-end? So how do you define an election campaign? So you have a leader. That leader has to do public meetings, do rallies, go and meet a specific target group. So for an election campaign, you have to decide which target group, which geography, how to approach them, what to do for them. It is a full strategy which is executed in a campaign. So it could be like for a leader, his speech inputs, his scheduling. When we talk about doing a door-to-door, so which is that specific area in that uh, respective geography where he should focus his door-to-door on, what his key promises should be, like designing the manifesto, how to propagate everything, whatever he's doing. Say, for example, digital world. So how do you manage the whole digital ecosystem? We work till people right at the grassroots, even who are booth in charges. We work with frontal heads. We work with the Mahila frontal, with the youth frontal. So the scope is like the complete state. And who are the people that do all this? Who are your hires like? Do you actually do a lot of campus hiring? Yes, absolutely. So it's not like, From day one, we have been visiting campuses because even for graduates, they need to see what we have to offer. So we fight for the first two-day slots in uh, the Ivy League institutes, say for IIT and an IM or an ISB. So we fight, we get the best slot so that we can hire the best talent. Say for example, last year, we had approximately 80 campus hires. So we hired 800 people throughout the year out of which more than 80 were campus hires. So we still rely on lateral hires. So your ratio is typically what I understand. 10 are lateral hires, one is a campus. Is a campus hire, correct. Okay, so what are the starting salaries like? It should be around uh, 10 to 12 lakhs per annum for fresh IIT graduate. And uh, for these IIMs, it depends on their previous work experience. And when it comes to lateral hiring, which companies are people joining from? So we have people from the consulting background. We have people from Bain McKinsey, ex-Bain, ex-McKinsey. We have from these advisory firms, PwC, ENY. We have people from these NGOs, Teach for India, Tata Trust. We have people from Kotak Bank, ICICI Bank, from LNT. We have people from startups like Swiggy, Baiju's, Upgrad, Zomato. We even have, who have worked in Google for a short stint, but then they thought, why not explore this political domain? They came from Google, they came from Amazon. We have a huge media team. So most of the members of my media team have worked with NDTV, TOI, in shorts. It is like a whole plethora of every specialization and field you can think of. Because the kind of work we do, it is not about what you've learned in the past. It is more about how capable you are, willing to learn, learn on the job and then deliver. Bikramji, you were in McKinsey, right? When you decided to become a political consultant. But how come? I was in McKinsey for about a year. What was happening in McKinsey as it's a very big organization. Let's say my scope was only limited to a few verticals, maybe maximum. But when I got KS, there's a leading political consultant. Yes, obviously, if I talk about political consultancy, that, that was something very new to me. I did not even know what that means, even how it functions. But I got to know, yes, the 
panchayat elections are coming the lok sabha elections are coming and i wanted to understand ki how you know strategy is you know how they do the strategy even how how they strategize ki who will fight from where how the campaign will run so that was something which is very exciting to me so what do you do in ipac i was hired as a principal associate so i loved the thing about this firm is they gave me an option ki you go around look understand our operation and you tell me what you exactly would love to do so i saw all the verticals i induction and everything all this happened and i generated an interest ki okay let's say there's something called field there's something called piu there's something called strategy and you know research insights what is piu this is the most interesting vertical that you can ever find in any uh, organization especially in this firm so piu is basically the political intelligence unit vertical so if i talk about if i give you reference you know maybe from game of thrones so maybe it's like tyrion lannister if i want to break it down what we do obviously there are different verticals there's a field media and pi so the field they deal with the stakeholders then piu we are basically understanding by sitting in a central office ki what is the political pulse of each and every region in the state what is the situation of the opposition how are we you know facing the challenges and how are we gripping it in such a way that we have a strong hold in that area and uh, i was lucky enough that the management trusted me with the role of leading this vertical for the west bengal campaigns which is a lot of on ground work that means you can't do this sitting out of the office right yeah so obviously like sitting in an office you know understanding the political pulse across the state obviously it's a very difficult task but the main thing is that let's say from the field or from media you get a report of a politician ki let's say he has performed xyz activities he is very good and all this thing but let's say if i see the profile if i see ki okay from where he started the journey how he rose into the power what are the you know stronghold areas that he has a very good command on what is the caste distribution of that area even what you know the major voting patterns how it affects age group caste religion all this thing and if i put everything in a framework and i put that person in that framework which rank that person will come let's say is that person let's say on any corruption allegation anything public image and all so we try to map what the survey is telling versus what the actual you know political insights that we are able to take out rahul that's consulting involve a lot of say grassroots work it must be entailing a lot of travel to and maybe you know working from the hinterlands also right yeah absolutely and elections and politics or recommendations suggestions are not feasible from say delhi or bombay or or sitting from the office right so if you want to make a telling contribution and speak in the language that makes a reasonable thought partner then you need to spend time in these geography so we've never had to push somebody for the fact they need to go there they understand the remit of why it's required and they're able to do that quite well but yes it is it is definitely hard work and they deserve a lot of credit for how they go about it do the consultants own political preferences hinder or influence their work i think there's a there's a bit of both right there's a natural attraction for people who feel ideologically inclined and i think even from the attrition point of view i think those are the people who would end up staying for longer maybe right but we've always clearly stated that your personal preferences do not particularly matter to us we've never asked anybody it is not a part of a recruitment process either 
uh, we've never said have you voted for a particular party it is not at all a parameter for us as such we expect from everybody is that your political affiliations or any other value systems should not interfere with the work that you're able to provide or the outcome that you are able to uh, provide to your client as long as you're able to keep that separation with your professional world it's, it's totally fine one question that comes to my mind do people actually choose this as a long term profession is the attrition rate high so attrition is yeah. pretty high but i don't think it's again specific to only our industry or our organization this industry itself even management consulting companies have a general two year program when you are recruited from colleges directly and then people branch out to different things after so it's absolutely natural that this crowd would want to go on to either higher studies or or pick these skill sets and then branch out into something else so our attrition rates are quite high so i guess there will be some time before this segment becomes more stable as a long term career choice so how do we compare to the west where the whole electoral process and naturally consultative work is more organized if you see elections and governments that there's a clear gap right if you look at the west there are political action committees pac super pacs which are deeply entrenched in the electoral process they are registered parts of the electoral process which do this work so there is definitely scope for it and also given the impact that an electoral outcome can have every party is looking for an edge right and they're willing to to use any help that they can get for that and they understand that each domain be social media technology analytics on ground management everything is a specialized domain now there's nothing stopping existing consulting companies to open up electoral practices in the future right there are government practices which do exist there's nothing to say that there won't be electoral practices pratik while the political consulting industry in india is much smaller and less prolific than the west can you quantify the scope and scale of the political consultancy market so the scope is immense at the scale at which ipac is working not all companies can match that but obviously in future someone will take over and match that scale as well so i okay. had made an assumption where uh, you are not considering the execution part of election uh, political uh, campaigns it's mostly about mm-hmm. advisory and i arrived okay. at a round figure of 1500 crores per annum that is the worth of the political consulting industry it had obviously a lot of been, how much have, has been scratched as of now i mean what kind of volumes are we talking as of now so it depends i've estimated like an mla candidate could pay anywhere around 1.5 to 2 lakhs per month to a group of people who just advise them for like 2 mm-hmm. years before the elections an mp candidate could uh, say pay around 7.5 to 8 lakhs 10 lakhs per month to a group of consultants who only advise them and then execution and all of all of that is extra okay. someone might have that mandate someone extra. might not mm-hmm. so it depends mm-hmm. so still the, the the data is not there in the uh, outside world so whatever we say it was like shooting in the air so coming to 2024 elections how does it look like to you uh, how do you think this will pan out so with respect to the political equations right now with the 2024 elections when you consider so it is like you have to choose two sides because unlike 2019 when the opposition was fractured right. there is an this india india alliance which has come together and trying to challenge the incumbent uh, mr modi's government as a united force making the fight completely bipolar 
Now for political consulting firms, I don't know. There is no singular political firm which has got a mandate from either of the sides. Say okay. we get to one gets to do the whole uh, national elections for BJP, or one gets to do the whole national elections for the India Alliance. But there could be groups which work for, say, a TMC in West Bengal, or a DMK in uh, Tamil Nadu, or for se- separate geographies of Congress led by different different people. Now. what has happened is the politicians have become more open so they right. want professional help because they can hmm. see their opponent getting professional help bikram ji so all your strategy and planning is concentrated on the 2024 lok sabha elections or are there some projects post that that are currently on your plate right now so there are a lot of actually because in piu the you know there is not only one task so i have to manage five six projects simultaneously so post lok sabha i will say there are all the campaigns that i know the narratives that we had if we want to see how much they have been implemented and what is the sentiment of it but again it's a task that we have deprioritized right now because the focus you know let's if you want to create if you want to engage all the soldiers into one uh, you know focus so i think the vision till now that i have for my team is still the lok sabha and i have engaged everyone to just prioritize all the projects that we are planning before the lok sabha and after lok sabha we have actually not given a thought ki how are we going to do and everything let's first take one step at a time so currently it's all the projects are you know we have thought for lok sabha but politics is a dirty business and so can be political consultancy here's manoj again some of these campaign professionals are actually trying with my experience are trying to do pr by trying to control the narrative they would love to you know uh, dish out a particular narrative about the politicians or political party they have taken a contract from to the larger media so i think it is probably for the media or individual journalists to decide how much of uh, they should take this uh, narrative or how much they should try to find out what is happening on their own it's for the individual journalists to know whether they have won this war in the civil or how much importance uh, they should uh, give them so manoj what if the chanakya harbors say ambitions of taking the center stage that is what most of the people do it i mean before the uh, a lot of people who are in close proximity with the politicians of course want uh, uh, to use those, their influence and get uh, benefit at the same time some of them want a career in uh, politics you have a classic example now mr prashant kishore himself told that for the last one year he is on a padayatra in uh, bihar trying to have his own political party i think we should also take a close look of mr kishore's new attempt to build a party whether all those uh, strategies which is supposed to have in helping political parties in elections winning elections people were very generous in giving credit to mr kishore and his team when many political parties won election whether all that is working as a magic for himself when he is trying to build a party for the last uh, one year i've seen people going to bihar to interview mr prashant kishore about what he thinks about the congress party or the new india alliance or the bjp 
in the coming election. But I haven't got many chances about these people asking Mr. Prashant Kishore whether your own so-called strategy helped you to build a party and which is a party that is visible. Are you saying the kingmakers will never become bigger than the kings? I think none of us should make any mistake that any of these professionals or these technology are at some point of time going to replace the real politicians. So politics continue to be driven by the real politicians who have emerged from the people, who have a connectivity, who stayed connected with the people even when there was no such uh, communication or media. And those who say that anybody claim that they were the ones driving them, they were the ones trying to make them win elections and it, their victory was because of them. I think then they all can start their own political party and uh, show us how to win elections. The role of political consultants or strategists is for sure getting more critical. While decades behind the West, their relevance in India is growing. It's bringing young, sharp tech and data-savvy professionals into planning the moves in this dance of democracy. But a lot will depend on the 2024 Lok Sabha elections. Will these consultants enable leaders and political parties to make a favourable dent in political outcomes? Will they actually help in turning the tables? Will they deliver as much as they promise? Or will a large chunk of the so-called strategizing and planning be limited to the notorious IT cells of parties concocting narratives on social media? A large part of the battle may be shifted from the dusty streets of India, crowded rallies and loudspeaker speeches to the internet. But the real presence of a leader, their physical influence, connect and reach prevails over everything else. The charm and persona of the leader and the image of the political party will continue to be key deciding factors for the voters. Well, that's all in this episode. I am Prachi Varma and you were listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was produced by Sumit Pandey Sound designed by Indrani Bhattacharya, executive producers Anupriya Nair, Anirban Chaudhary, and Orijit Burman. We hope you liked this episode. Do share and subscribe to the TMB podcast. A new episode of the podcast drops every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. It streams on Amazon Prime Music, Geo Savan, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And of course, ET's own audio platform, ET Play. Thank you and have a great day ahead. All clips used in this episode belong to the respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description.